That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is, Commissioner. Not tonight, folks. It's Friday night. We're all feeling all right. And we've decided to bring a little order to the breakdown tonight. The judge is taking over. And I brought three of my favorite fantasy friends along for the ride. So no Commissioner Cooper, no Fantasy Jesus. We don't even have Freddie the Jester Reyes, but we also don't have any problems. This is the Friday night breakdown. This is TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Football players, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. That is right. And since I'm, you know, in the commissioner chair tonight and I'm not a player, I actually did take that shower today. But I got a couple of uh, my best fantasy friends I want to introduce to you guys. I'm going to start with my man to the right, holding it down at Genesis Card Breaks, the man whose legs never cease. We have Mr. David Genus. Welcome to the house, my man. Hey, what's up? Good to be here. Ready to go. Glad to have you, man. Glad to have you. Uh, our next guest, hailing from sportspicks.locals, the man that tells you how to pick it, my man, Jiminy Cricket. What's going on, man? How you doing? I like that intro, man. Hey, I worked all day on your intro specifically. I was pretty proud of it myself. So I, I um, like that, sir. I like that. I will give credit where credit is due. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you love it. Uh, we may have one other friend joining us a little bit later. We'll see if he decides to show up. Uh, before we get started, let's pay some bills. Don't forget to go to tssfantasy.com for all of our latest and greatest rankings. Also, make sure you go to Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code TSS and we'll match your deposit up to $100. We also have Jazz Sportsbook, promo code TSS. Check out my boy Cricket uh, and David, for that matter, this weekend as they wake and rake and tell you how to win money on Jazz Sportsbooks. And then once you win your leagues from all of this great advice, make sure you visit our partners at Pro and Belt to get all of your championship bling. So without further ado, fellas, let's go ahead and get into the news. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. We will do it live. That's right. So we did have a football game last night, ladies and gentlemen. We had the Jaguars narrowly uh, escaping with a win over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, David, give me your breakdown on the game. Uh, it was surprising and upsetting for me. Uh, I think it was it was a lot better than expected, especially after it was, you know, such a high uh, 24 to nine deficit. Uh, so I was impressed that they, that the saints were able to come back. I'm not impressed with the saints in general. 
uh, I'm a little upset that Michael Thomas and Calvin Ridley basically sat out most of the game and didn't actually get any uh, props for me. But beyond that, it was a good game. Jags are looking exactly like I expected them to. Trevor Lawrence is coming back from the week start, and uh, the Saints aren't going to win their division, like I said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And uh, before I go on to Cricket and get his takes on this, we got a couple comments. Old-fashioned football, what's up? Um, Facebook user hostile takeover. It's definitely a takeover. I don't know how hostile it was. I'm giving Commissioner Cooper the night off so he can go root for America's team in that dirty, filthy, disgusting hole that they call Philadelphia. Um, the judge is looking like a businessman. John Mob says, let's go. Also wants to give a hearty Duval. And then Ridley didn't have a football game. He had the night off. So uh, real quick, Cricket, uh, give me your um, um, take on the game last night. Well, man, we finally got a good primetime game. It was a little bit of fun to watch. Did look that way early on. I mean, really, that New Orleans Saints red zone defense is absolutely repulsive. I don't understand these guys, man. They can drive it up and down the field. You get inside the 20-yard line, they lay an egg every time. Finally, was able to put a few drives together last night and come back in that thing. But you talk about Calvin Ridley, man. I think he's probably the third to fourth option in this offense from a fantasy standpoint at this point. You got NTN, Christian Kirk, and even Evan Ingram that is getting more looks than Calvin Ridley is right now. So that man, you got to be careful with him in your fantasy lineups going forward, I think. But big win for the Jaguars right there. The Saints still being the Saints, man. They look like they got all kinds of problems until they figure that red zone deep or red zone offense out. I don't see it getting any better. Absolutely, man. And uh, my my favorite tweet of last night, I got to shout out my boy Chicka Chicka Chuck Bass, who we will hear from just a little bit later, tweeted out, absolutely devastating loss for the Saints fans as it appears Derek Carr is okay and can continue playing. Uh, got a couple <laughs> more comments I want to go get to. Councilman Colt Martin, evening gentlemen, what is up, Colt? And then our mystery Facebook man is the one and only Travis Sumter. So uh, from here, boys, um, we do have a little bit of injury news. Uh, Jimmy G's out. Nobody really cares. Uh, (laughs) Justin Fields is out. And David's favorite quarterback, Frodo Bagnet, will be getting his first career start. I can't wait to hear that breakdown later uh, from David. And then we have Danny Dimes and Deshaun Watson listed as questionable and not for the first time. Uh, That is for sure. So um, news is over. Over. We're good there, and I think it is time to bring in the one and only Dr. Brian and uh, get the medical report for this week as soon as I can find this damn video. Here we go. Nothing gets me more pumped Friday night than hearing Dr. Brian's music. And I may, I might've had to play it twice, but I'll probably play it a third time later. What is up, Mr. Scott? Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing? Better now that you're here, my man. We, uh, we definitely need our medical expert. We have a lot of news and uh, injuries to get updated on. So I'll turn the floor over to you, my man. Yes. Yes. Well, as you already alluded to, Justin Fields and Jimmy G are out. Justin Fields, not good news with that dislocated thumb. 
Um, you know, surgery is a real potential option here. This could be extended absence for him. Let's not forget Drew Brees a few years ago dealt with the same issue, had surgery, made it back in about five to six weeks or so. So Justin Fields could be faced with the same uh, situation. I'm just waiting for him to pull the trigger on whether or not they do anything about it. The longer he waits, the less time he has to recover and make it back before the end of the year. So keep a close eye on that. I don't know what they're waiting for. Um, these injuries typically require some type of uh, treatment uh, surgically. So if they're going to try to play through it, that might affect his ability to grip and throw the ball accurately and with any velocity. So it will be a while before he comes back, whether he has surgery or not. Um, as far as Jimmy G goes, you know, red flags here all around because when Jimmy G gets hurt, it usually comes in pairs. And so this is one of potentially two. So even if he does come back from this back injury, um, I expect that there'll be something else that'll probably creep up into his uh, locker at some point that'll set him down for an extended period of time. uh, As history tells us anything about Jimmy G, unfortunately. Now, when you talk about Daniel Jones and Deshaun Watson, the other two quarterbacks I have on my list, I do not think we see Daniel Jones this weekend. There's no reason to put him out there and risk paralysis with that offensive line charging, uh, you know, doing nothing to protect him, basically. Um, he's listed as uh, questionable, but he didn't really do anything and wasn't even cleared for contact today. So I don't see him starting. I think Tyrod Taylor will get the nod again. With Deshaun Watson, he's been practicing doing some limited throwing. It's what they're calling a rotator cuff bruise, which I don't know what that means. To me, it means probably a partial strain or tear, but he's been throwing this week. Um, doing some limited action. I do think we actually see him play. It's not a major injury. He should be able to play through it. So keep a close eye on that. Moving over to the running back position. A lot of running backs to talk about and some big names on this list, starting with Christian McCaffrey with his oblique injury. He was limited in practice. They're saying he's day-to-day. They have a Monday night football game. I, I do think he'll be ready to play, and I do think we see him play through this. I don't think this is going to be uh, something that's going to set him down for any extended period of time. I do expect him to suit up and be ready for the Monday night game. David Montgomery has been already listed as out with a rib injury. And Craig Reynolds is listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. However, I think we see him purely in a potential backup role called on only if necessary. Should Jameer Gibbs have a setback because I think he will play. He's had enough time to recover. He's young and healthy, and this is his chance to establish himself as the number one. According to head coach Dan Campbell, they need him, and he's ready to go, and he's been quoted this week as saying he feels good. So I do think we see him return and get the nod and the bulk of the carries this weekend. Um, Speaking of hamstrings, because that's pretty much the number one injury on this list, (laughs) uh, we got Aaron Jones as well, who had a... Um, an injury week one, then sat out a few weeks, came back, then re-aggravated an injury in week four after about 20 snaps, then missed week five, then had a bye week. He says he's finally feeling healthy and ready to go, so I do expect that he will be back. But you know, keep in mind, he's been around a while. Hamstring injuries can easily be re-aggravated. The best case scenario here is that when he tweaked it in week four, it wasn't anything serious. And given his experience, he probably realized he wasn't quite ready yet and decided to shut it down before any major re-injury occurred. So I do think we'll see him. Hopefully he's 100% like he says he is, and he should be a viable start for people if you have him on their roster. Um, 
Rashawn Johnson concussion protocol as of yesterday. I did not see any update on him today. Maybe you can enlighten me, but he was in concussion protocol. Hasn't even practiced since week five. Doubtful that he will even get out of concussion protocol in time for Sunday's game. So I don't see him starting. And then Jeff Wilson with these ribs and finger and whatever else they got listed for him in the injury report. Um, he finally returned a full practice a couple days ago, but they haven't officially released him from IR yet. So God only knows what they're doing there. If they haven't made any roster moves, then it's probably not likely they'll activate him for this weekend's game. But that could happen at any point in the next week and a half. He's already like a week and a half into his 21-day window, so keep an eye there. Wide receiver position, Devonta Smith is off of the injury report. He is good to go on Sunday. Sounds like he had a minor little hamstring issue and bounced back pretty quick. Uh, Debo Samuel dealing with some shoulder injury. Originally, it sounded like it might have been a stinger, which is essentially a nerve issue in the shoulder and neck, and then kind of backtracked that statement about it being a stinger. So we're not quite sure what it is, but if it was a stinger, those injuries are usually transient and recover with some rest, not too uh, which is not usually too long an issue. And so he's been listed as day-to-day along with McCaffrey with the Monday night game, extra day of rest. He could be a viable option as well. Um, they both have been limited in practice, but I'm not so sure that really gives a good indication of whether or not they'll be available. So you really have to pay close attention. They both could be game-time decisions, but I'm thinking Debo might be more of a game-time decision than McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey is definitely going to go. And then speaking of IR, Deont- uh, Deontay Johnson with his hamstring has been a full participant three days this week in practice and has not had any setbacks yet. He's not officially off of IR, although that could happen tomorrow. So pay close attention there. He could be um, a viable option this Sunday, making his way back from four weeks off with that hamstring issue. And then Greg uh, Dulcich, um, this is a hamstring issue that he's had multiple times already this year and dating back to last year. So it's not good. He re-aggravated last week against the Chiefs. Um, this was after coming off of IR for the same injury. And uh, I unfortunately think this is going to be another long-term absence for him because it doesn't seem like they've been able to pinpoint why he keeps uh, suffering this injury. And um, it's been at least three separate occasions now where he's lost time due to it. So not good news for there. And that's all I got. Maybe he's just allergic to Russell Wilson and just doesn't want to get back on that <laughs> field. And, and I can't blame him. If he does Real go. possibility. <laughs> all right, Doc. Well, we appreciate you. Before I uh, bid you adieu, uh, plug your stuff. Let us know where we can find all of your great content. Yeah, so at Injured List Pod, as you can see here in the title here, um, that's where I do most of my updates on Twitter. And then Andrew LaDuke and I of Fantasy Sports Corps do our weekly Inside the Medical Tent Injury blog, which you can get uh, through a subscription on our website, theinjurelist.com, for a very small nominal fee, and you can cancel at any time. I do ex- um, encourage you to sign up for that. You get some additional information, some behind-the-scenes stuff, as well as some great strategies to deal with these injuries and um, help navigate them. And then um, theinjurelist.com, obviously, is where I got my podcast episodes there for you guys to listen to for your enjoyment. All right, perfect. Well, well, Doc, we appreciate you. We know you got a stethoscope to go uh, polish up and get ready for tomorrow. So we will uh, see you later, boys. I hope you got your dancing shoes signed up. It's time for the Friday night breakdown. There are two things that I look forward to every week 
And one of them is the break it on down, break it on down. Dance from Freddie always gets me jacked. So uh, we have some buys. Let's go ahead and start with those. Get those out of the way. Merciful, mercifully, the Carolina Panthers are on by this week. Joe Burrow can finally get himself some rest. The Cowboys finally won a game. They get to take the week off. And then we have the Texans, the Jets, and the Titans also missing in action this week. But let's be real they're missing in action most weeks so let's get to the games that are actually happening i'm going to start with my man cricket we've got the falcons versus your tampa bay buccaneers the falcons uh fantasy wise rank 21st against the quarterback seventh against the running back eighth against wide receivers and 28 against tight end bucks uh 11th versus the qb uh eighth versus the running back 25th versus the wide receivers and sixth versus the tight end mr cricket tell me who you love who you don't love and who you're starting this week in this matchup well this is a big time matchup First place in the NFC South on the line right here. Buccaneers had that game against the Lions last week where they sputtered offensively really bad against that Lions defense coming out of the bye week. Only had 251 total yards, only 46 yards on the ground, 2 of 12 on third down conversions. So just a real poor showing by that offense right there. you got to be real careful any of these running backs. I don't think you want to touch any of these running backs for the Buccaneers right here. you got Bijan on the other side for the Falcons. That looks pretty good, obviously. You're starting him no matter what. Uh, tight end spot you can plug if you're struggling with a tight end guy. I've been using my dynasty a little bit. Jonu Smith has kind of reemerged on his first touchdown since 2021 last week. So a guy, if you got some tight end issues, maybe somebody on a bye week, you can plug him in there. The wide receivers for Tampa, I think you can use in flex spots as far as Mike Evans and Chris Godwin goes. Baker, you're going to be gambling with. Desmond Ritter, you're going to be gambling with. He turned the ball over three times, throwing three picks, one in the end zone, driving to win that game last week. I don't have any faith in this guy. Um, I just think the Buccaneers' defense is what's going to get them through in this thing. You're looking at a team with the eighth-ranked scoring defense, seventh-ranked rush defense, and 14th total defense. I like the defense to get it done for the Bucs right here, but I think this is going to be an ugly game. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points. So from a fantasy standpoint, you got to be real, real careful in this one, man. I love it. I love it. Cricket bringing that fire to start out with. Okay, let's move on. And I know, David, I know you are just licking your chops. David cannot wait to break this game down because of one Frodo Bagnet. So Raiders versus the Bears and Raiders. I need you guys to talk me off the ledge because in my picking this week, that's who I'm picking and I am terrified anyway Raiders 15th versus the quarterback 23rd against fantasy running backs 11th versus fantasy wide receivers and 17th versus fantasy tight ends the Bears somehow worse 31st against fantasy quarterbacks 29th against running backs 20th against wide receivers and 19th versus the tight end David tell me who you like who you don't like and tell me why I am crazy for choosing the Las Vegas Raiders in the uh, pick'em, you are crazy for that. Uh, I'm going with the Seahawks myself. Uh, oh, that was my backup. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe it, maybe it pushes you in that direction. Uh, of course, I like I like Frodo Baggins to go after that ring, baby. This is his chance. A, a Division two school starter. I love it. Uh, realistically, though, you know that that offense was starting to look better. Uh, with Justin Fields in there until last week when he got hurt. Baggins came in. He looked okay. I mean, you know, he didn't look like Patrick Mahomes or anything, but he looked all right. Um, and the Raiders just aren't scary. Real, the, the the essence of this is if Baggins doesn't get eaten by Max Crosby, the Bears are going to win this game and be okay. 
that's a big if because Max Crosby's a freaking beast. Probably my second favorite defender in the league behind, of course, TJ Watt. Oh, um, I definitely thought you were going to say Miles Garrett. I will never say that. <laughs> Blasphemy. Uh, and I don't, I don't like any rate. I mean, obviously you dial up Devontae Adams, no matter who his quarterback is, but he honestly just seems tired and, and unhappy where he's at anyway. Uh, I'd say you could probably dial up Jacoby Myers too, but this is his first real year doing as well as he has. And that might just be a connection with uh, Garoppolo. So we don't know, you know, who's going to be thrown over there. We don't know what his connection is like with them. I don't like anybody be- besides Devonte on the Raiders. I will say this. I, I'm dialing up Jacoby, man. He he's been yeah. next to automatic and and I get it, right? He hasn't, you know, how long will it go? When will the bubble burst? But but I'm I'm still trotting him out there this week. Yeah. And look, man, I gotta give credit where credit is due. The first man on the scene with Frodo Bagnet in the uh in the offseason was my man David Genus. And he told me he might be a thing this year, and I didn't believe him. And here we are, week seven and would you know it? Frodo Bagnet is a very real thing in the NFL. So I'm going to quickly break this one down. We have the Browns at Colts. We have the Browns, uh, number four against fantasy quarterbacks, number five against fantasy running backs, number one against fantasy wide receivers, number 12 against tight ends. The Colts are number 23 versus QBs, 23 versus running backs, 21 against wide receivers, and 22 against tight ends. So for me this week, it's pretty simple. Um, I'm trying to avoid everybody that I possibly can at all costs in this game. Um, if I have any Colt starters and if I have any Brown starters, I'm not starting them. I think that Zach Moss has been a weekly smash. Jonathan Taylor is getting a little bit more work every single week. He's eventually going to take that role back over. But, man, we all saw that ass kicking that that defense, the best defense in the AFC North by far, put on those San Francisco 49ers last week. <laughs> I'm not starting anybody against this defense. And then when I look on the other side of the ball, I am starting Amari Cooper with all the confidence in the world. It's a bye week. So, I mean, there are definitely spots you're going to have to start guys like Deshaun Watson if he plays, um, Kareem Hunt if he plays, Ford if he plays, um, and um, Elijah Moore. God, that's like one of my favorites. I can't believe I forgot his name. Uh, anyway, so so there are definitely scenarios where I'm starting them, but I am pursuing other options uh, when I can. So uh, got through the first quarter of games. Time to take a little bit of break uh, and, and break out some of the hits. We got my main man, DJ Chuck Bass, on the scene. Welcome to Playing the Hits with me, DJ Chuck Bass. Folks, let's talk about one-hit wonders. And I'm not talking about the kind of one-hitters like the little baseball bat pipe you stole from your ex-girlfriend that you used to rip when you were on break at Olive Garden. No, 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 no. We're talking about potential performances from week six that may or may not have staying power. Now, let's get to the hit. Leading off the countdown is Patriots wide receiver Kendrick Bourne. Bourne is fresh off of setting a fantasy record of being the highest projected point scorer on the waiver wire for five straight weeks. And in classic Patriots fashion, he comes out of the woodwork to drop 10 catches for 90 yards. This is an all-time one-hit wonder that you're going to want to pass on. The Raiders have allowed the most points to wide receiver twos over the last month. 
Bourne has had as many catches last week as he did in the four previous games combined. One hit wonder, don't pick him up. Let's stay in the same game for this week's middle child track. Raiders tight end Michael Marr. The forgotten rookie tight end finally broke onto the scene with season high in snaps, targets, and yards, all by nearly double. But the track to having staying power is to rise above the competition. Meyer is competing on a week-to-week basis with Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and somehow Josh Jacobs for targets. I don't expect seven targets a week for our board unless one of those artists gets canceled or Meyer is willing to sleep with at least one producer for more airtime. But hey, anything happens in Las Vegas. Let's get to our number one countdown track of the week. And this is Panthers running back Chuba Hubbard stepping in for the injured Miles Sanders. Chuba had his most well-balanced rushing performance of his career thanks to a career-high 77% snap share. This one is simple, folks. Sometimes a song can only be played at one specific moment, like the cha-cha slide at a wedding, or Sweet Caroline when you and your friends jump that Boston fan talking shit at the tailgate. When the disappointing Miles Sanders is out of the lineup, Chubba Hubbard is in your lineup. Turn it to 10 and rip the knobs off. I'm Chuck Bass, and that's playing the hits. Love Chuck Bass. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, we got a couple more comments before we hop back into these games. We got my man Colt Martin. Jacoby is the real wide receiver one on the team, oddly. Send DA home, and I can only assume by home, he means to the Dallas Cowboys. And then we have RJ DeKilla. He wants to know, I'm going to go to Cricket first and then David. PPR, do I start Zach Evans or Najee Harris? I'd, I'd roll with Zach Evans. I'd gamble on him. I'm through with Najee. I can't. I can't with good confidence with that offensive line in Pittsburgh. I cannot start him or Jalen Warren with any kind of confidence at all. I think you take a gamble on Zach Evans right here just because I think the Rams are going to win this football game. Can can I ask one one follow-up to that, Cricket? If you weren't a degenerate gambler, would your answer be the same? Uh, probably, man. Just that's all I needed to hear. Yeah, just, Maybe just that's all watching I football, man. I'm looking at nausea, and I just have been waiting on it and waiting on it. I hadn't seen it, man. I do. I'd rather roll roll the dice with Zach Evans right here. Well, well, speaking of waiting on it, our, our buddy David Genus over here, he's a big Steelers fan, and uh, I think he's been waiting on it too. Who would you pick in this matchup, David? Listen, I I don't like either of these options. I'd I'd look at the wire, uh, but. If I had to pick one, I'd go with Najee, and it's not because I, – I actually like Jalen Warren more than I like Najee. Uh, Facts. I mean, he's he's electric, and he catches he's, – he's a better pass catcher. Uh, I'm pretty sure he used every Madden move on a play last time we played. I'm pretty – in the same play, he had a stiff arm, a juke, uh, a spin, a jump uh, – uh, A hurdle. Leap over, a hurdle, yeah. He had it all in one play. So, uh, but – it's Najee and Jalen there, whereas the Rams have already stated they have four running backs that are going to be trotting out. The volume, we just don't know where it's going to go, if it's going to go anywhere. He's going to go with the hot hand. We don't know if that's going to be Zach Evans or not. I'd rather have a 50% guy than a 25% guy. Okay, so so um, we'll, we're splitting the difference here. I will uh, be the decisive one. I'm going to say I, I'm trying out Zach Evans. Listen, I know what I'm going to get from Najee and worst case scenario, Najee's going to outscore Zach Evans by like six points. Best case scenario, Zach Evans is going to blow the roof off the place. Give me Zach Evans. And have you guys ever seen a running back 
at 25 older than Najee Harris because the guy seems like he's 48 the way he runs these days. Um, anyway, back to the breakdown. We have the Commanders at the Giants. Commanders, number 29 against fantasy quarterbacks, 14 against running backs, 31st against wide receivers, and 16th against tight ends. Um, the Giants are 17th against quarterbacks, 28th against running backs, 23rd against wide receivers, and 13th against fantasy tight ends. Cricket, give me some guys you like and you don't like in this matchup. Oh, man, you better stay away from the quarterbacks in this thing. It's the two most sacked quarterbacks in the entire league. Daniel Jones probably not going to play. You'll have Tyrod, who's a little bit more able to escape the pocket back there. But the commanders come in after they ended that three-game losing streak. Got a big win down at the Falcons last week. Sam Howell looked good last week. Got three touchdown passes. Still got sacked five times for the third straight game. So they're going to get some pressure on this guy. Running backs, you're obviously starting Saquon if he's going. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., I think, could be in line to have a big week this week. I don't know if you want to mess with Antonio Gibson unless you're in some real bad shape right there. Logan Thomas is a guy you look at for, at tight end as long as he can stay on the field for the whole game. If you got some tight end problems, I would not recommend that unless you got some real problems right there. But beyond that, man, I don't think you look at any of the receivers from the Giants' standpoint. Commanders, you got obviously Scary Terry, and you got Jahan Dotson of who, if he can, man, this guy drops more wide open passes. Man, he should have so much better fantasy numbers this year. And I keep waiting on it for it to happen. But Curtis Samuels kind of emerged a little bit the last couple of weeks, gotten a little bit better. But like I said, you still got to be in some real trouble. I think if you're putting fantasy players in your lineup that are not Saquon, Brian Robinson Jr., maybe Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, you're really scrambling in this thing. So, so I'm going to fight you a little bit on one because I've been hyping one of these guys up and it's slanging Sam Howell. Um, he probably will get sacked a lot. You you are right about that. But luckily in the fantasy land, you don't lose points for sacks in most formats. And over the last several weeks, I mean, really, if you look at the season, Sam Howell's pretty much had either 300 yards or, you know, three touchdowns in all but two games. And he may not look good in real life, but man, he's been looked he's looked pretty solid for my fantasy team. And, so I'm sticking it out with slinging Sam. And this is a matchup that actually bodes well to him. The Giants defense only generated five sacks all year long. So they're not really getting to the quarterback at a rapid rate right here. So I mean, this is actually one he may have some time to throw the ball. And if he's got time to throw the ball, he's shown he can do it. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, next game on the docket. Uh, the Lions take on David's second favorite team, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Lions uh, come in 15th against fantasy quarterbacks, number one against fantasy running backs, uh, 17th against wide receivers, and 26th against tight ends. The Ravens are number two against quarterbacks, 13 against running backs, four against wide receivers, and one against tight ends. David, who do you like and not like in this game? And you can't say that you don't like all the Ravens. I don't like all the Ravens. I hate Ravens. Uh, however, uh, Zay Flowers has been impressive. Uh, but beyond him, I, there's not really been anybody that's impressed me on that offense. The defense is what's carrying that team, as you can see by their, their ranks against all the different positions. But the Lions, and I know this is something that hasn't been said in, uh, I don't know, since they were since they became a football team, look like one of possibly the number one team in the in the NFL right now. They're, they're just wrecking everybody. Uh, and I'm still dialing them all up. I, I, I think that uh, Jamison Williams got his feet under him last week, got a touchdown. He's ready to go. They've already said that Jameer Gibbs was going to be uh, utilized more than he has been all season with Montgomery out and Craig Reynolds, you know, banged up. Uh, so hopefully they'll dial him in. 
hopefully for us fantasy people who drafted him high. Um, and what's that tight end's name? Laporta. Sam Laporta. That dude is just. I mean, he's Killing the number it. one, number one tight end, rookie tight end right now. Love. Uh, I feel like the only one, the only tight end in the league who's been performing better is you know Kelsey because he's Kelsey. But Laporta's looked great. Uh, so despite the the Ravens, the Ravens even at home just made the Steelers look like Matt Canada might you know know what he's doing a little bit, a very little bit, not a whole lot, just a little bit. That's that uh, that, that might be a stretch. I was like easy with that shit. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, hold on, hold on, David. Bit. I I got the perfect video for you. Oh god, <laughs> you earned this, man. Is it better than interception, man? That's right. Let's break yeah, the yeah, fourth yeah. wall a little bit here, folks. I've always <laughs> wanted to do that. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> yeah, but my my suggestion is dial up the Lions. I mean, the Ravens, you, you put Flowers in because he's performing, but the, even Andrews has been topsy-turvy. I don't, I don't, in a running game, you never know who's going to be the guy other than Lamar. And you he's start Lamar guy. every week. You'd start Lamar every week in fantasy. I hate him, but he is a fantasy quarterback. He's yep. a he's a rushing quarterback. Amen, amen. Okay, so up next, I'll take this one. Uh, man, I gave myself all of the crappy matchups. We got the Bills at Patriots. It is a division game at least, but Bills, number one against fantasy quarterbacks, 24th against running backs, 12th against wide receivers, and number three against tight ends. The Patriots on the other side of the ball, number five against fantasy quarterbacks, 18 against running backs, 15 against wide receivers, and number 10 against the fantasy tight ends. So, listen, you're starting Josh Allen every single week. I don't care if he's dealing with a shoulder issue. I don't care if the Patriots have been good against the fantasy quarterbacks. And I don't care, frankly, they're probably due for a good game. You dial up Josh Allen with all that confidence in the world. Um, Mac Jones is literally the exact opposite. Uh, if he's on your fantasy roster, you are not doing it correctly. You might want to just go ahead and give up. Um, on the running back side, we got James Cook. Um, I, I still value him as a, as a pretty solid RB2 play, if nothing else, on volume. I think you got to sit Latavius Murray. Fantasy Jesus might disagree with me on that. He slapped me around with some statistics earlier in the week, but I'm not ready to, to commit to him quite yet. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, you're starting him. The one area that the Bills have been a little bit vulnerable is against fantasy running backs. My guess is Bill Belichick probably doesn't want Matt Jones to throw this ball any more than he absolutely has to. I think Ramondre is a really good volume play this week. I'm sitting my boy Zeke. He can go take a break and get something to eat. Um, wide receiver-wise, you're starting Stefan Diggs. I know real groundbreaking stuff here. Um, I think I'm sitting... Gabe Davis this week. And this one's hard because uh, he's he's been pretty solid. But against man coverage, Davis has a 15.4% target share, 28.8% uh, air yard share. Um, against the zone, it jumps considerably. Um, he's, he's getting the looks. He's done great. But this just isn't a great matchup in deeper wide receiver leagues and flex leagues. Sure, you're playing him. But I'm looking at other options over Gabe Davis this week. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is still in the NFL, but I am not sure. So with that, not starting him. And then, look, if you, if you want to play Kendrick Bourne, 
more power to you. And I get it. And I bet my boy Cricket down there, I bet he's rolling the dice because he's a gambling man. I'm not. I'm sitting his ass down. And then Demario Douglas, um, I think, has just as good of a game as Juju Smith-Schuster this week. Um, on the other side of the ball, the tight end, nothing to see here. I don't want Dawson Knox. I don't want Dalton Kincaid. And as much as I love him, you know, RIP to Hunter Henry. He, he he outperformed more than I ever thought he could this year. Love that guy, Woo Pig Suey, to Mr. <laughs> Henry. So I'm getting a little hoarse, so I think I'm going to go grab a little cup of water. But I know how much you guys want to continue to hear me talk. So let's go to Fantasy Court this week and see what the judge has to say to that San Francisco 49ers quarterback. What you are about to witness is real. Hi, I'm this court is now in court. session. You may be seated. Today, we would like to call to the stand one Brock Purdy, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Mr. Brock, you are called to the stand today for exposing yourself this past weekend indecently to the entire country. Oh my. Mr. Purdy, the charges levied against you include the fact that you only completed 12 passes last week, you threw your first interception of the season, and suffered your very first loss of your entire NFL career that you both started and completed the game. Ew. Now, it's one thing, Mr. Purdy, to lose to the Cleveland Browns, who do boast a pretty good defense, but you lost to the Cleveland Browns with an XFL quarterback and P.J. Walker taking the snaps. This is the XFL! Not all of the blame can fall back on you, Mr. Purdy, as you were without several of your weapons, but it is not surprising to this court that when you take away the best left tackle in the world, two all-pro wide receivers, and the single greatest offensive player in the NFL today, that all of a sudden, you really just aren't that good. Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. Now, as our friend Dennis Green once said, Mr. Purdy, you are who we thought you were. A system quarterback who will flop if he doesn't have all of his weapons surrounding him. And we've seen in the past that this system works. I mean, it got Jimmy G's broke ass to the Super Bowl of all people. So, you're lucky you are still in the system. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass! Mr. Purdy, this court finds you guilty and sentences you to be fine just the rest of the year. This was never about you. It's about all of the weapons on your team. However, I would make sure before you go to bed tonight, you put those hands together and you send up a prayer to Fantasy Jesus and hope that you don't lose any more weapons this season. This court is adjourned. I am the law. What are you, gay? So... I made it halfway through the show without my first screw-up. That was supposed to be Bandy's flex of the week, but we'll get him on the next turn. So let's hop back into this breakdown. We got the Cardinals at the Seahawks, and David's telling me that this is the smash play of the week. 
over the Raiders versus Frodo. But Cardinals, 27th versus the quarterback, 30th against the running back, 24th against fantasy wide receivers, and number two against fantasy tight ends. The Seahawks uh, are number 22 against the quarterbacks, number 15 against the running back, number 30 against fantasy wide receivers, and number nine against fantasy tight ends. Cricket, who do you like and who do you not like in this matchup? Obviously, you got Kenneth Walker the third up there doing the damn thing. I like this guy. I wish he'd catch the ball in the backfield a little bit more. But this red zone offense as a whole has kind of struggled, too. Another one of these teams struggle once they get in the scoring area. Only one touchdown and five trips last week. So you got to be careful with these guys. Obviously, I think DK is going to have a big week this week. He's been one of those guys kind of chirping a little bit. He wants the ball a little bit more. I think he's going to have a big week. Tyler Lockett's always capable of breaking out and have a big week. I don't think you touch either one of the tight ends in this game. On the other side of the ball, Josh Dobbs, you got to be in some real trouble right there to mess with him. He has put up some fantasy production this year. I think Hollywood Brown's probably the only guy I'm really looking at. James Conner's still out, I believe. Um, so I don't know that the Cardinals, you can really look to anything that you're you're going to love right there. Seahawks got a few options for you, but once again, man, this is another one of them games. Not a whole, whole lot of fantasy options I love right there, other than maybe Ken Walker the third and DK Metcalf. Okay, okay. So so cricket, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you be the uh the the tiebreaker here for me, right? So me and my boy, David Genus, we're both in this eliminator challenge. Um, started like 150 people. There's like 30 some odd left. I'm one. David's one, right? We're, we're in it to win it. Do I go with the Raiders and what seems like the craziest move in the world? Or do, do I go ahead and lock in the Seahawks? Cause I'm starting to feel like I need to lock in the Seahawks. Man, I think both those games are scary for you. I really do. The Raiders. I think I like the Raiders chances up there against Tyson Bajan a little bit more. This is a division game with the Cardinals traveling up with the Seahawks right there. So it's, these games get a little funny up there. They always tend to be lesser than, less than a touchdown right there. I like the Cardinals getting seven and a half in this game. I'll tell you that much. But I think you're gambling a little bit with both those right there. So you're going to have a sweat either way, man. They're, they're definitely the only options I have. Like the, <laughs> the rest of the options are, are, are certainly not good. But anyway, let's get back to it, folks. Uh, we got David's Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Steelers, number 18th against fantasy quarterbacks, number 26 against fantasy running backs, number 29th against fantasy wide receivers, number 11th against fantasy tight ends. In other words, trailing the Browns and all defense and metrics um on the other side of the ball we have the rams number 14 against fantasy quarterbacks number 10 against fantasy running backs number three against fantasy wide receivers and number 30 against tight ends david who do you like who do you not like listen you know where they're not leading the steelers in the with the sack leader okay that's still tj watt coming for that record they are they are beating them in the wind column though i'd like to point that out <laughs> no they're not Aren't they number one in their division? Am I crazy? Ravens are number one. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, you, you, you're right, you're right. My bad. Yeah, they got the same yeah, record, they, though. With that. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Steve, go ahead. Listen, I'm still playing all of the Pukas, Cups, Tutus, whatever you want to, you know, that's <laughs> – I love their wide receiver core. Just the names alone. It's wild. Yeah, start them all. The Steelers have been terrible defensively. Uh Again, I'm staying away from the running backs. Every one of them, they, we don't know who's going to be the one unless you need somebody to, to uh, you know, possibly break out. I'm staying away from them. Uh, as far as the Steelers go, you know, people are always, like, always doubting the Steelers right now. And I understand Matt Canada, he's terrible. Get rid of him. I've been saying it forever. They didn't fix that this year. Still scared to be coming in, and he's done exactly the same thing. However, we got DJ coming back, okay? 
And Pickens has looked probably like if, if he had a viable quarterback thrown to him, the best wide receiver in the league. Pickens is catching balls that nobody should have any business catching. Uh, he looks great, man. Like he, he does. Looks it's, like it's, such it's a stud. He looks like Spider-Man. Like this is some of the things he does. It's like he must have a web shooting out of his hand to grab the ball when it's just out of reach. Uh, I'd probably stay away from Najee as uh, still. Uh, I, I like Jalen Warren this week. I have him and I have both of them in several leagues and I put Jalen Warren in over Najee. Okay. All right. Yeah, good enough. So I've got a little bit of a juicier matchup here. I'll, I'll take it less of what you guys want it, but Char- I do have one note quick on Cricket's game. Okay. I believe this is JSN's uh, first touchdown in the NFL game for the Seahawks. Okay. All right. How much? How much money we 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 putting on that anytime touchdown bet, David? I'd say twenty five. You heard it here, folks. $25 on JSN to get in the end zone this week. I like it. How you feeling about that, Mr. Cricket? Hey, man. It's got to happen sometime, right? Seems as good a week as any. God, you are so smooth. I love it. Anyway, we got the Chargers at the Chiefs. Chargers, number 30th against fantasy quarterbacks. Number 19th against fantasy running backs. 32nd, dead last, the worst in the league against fantasy wide receivers. But they are pretty solid against tight ends at, at number five. The Chiefs, surprisingly, number eight against QBs, number six against running backs, number seven against wide receivers, and number 15 against tight ends. Anybody want to weigh in on this one before I go for it? Go ahead, man. Take it down. All right. All right. So uh, you're definitely starting Patrick Mahomes and you're definitely starting Justin Herbert. I I know that may come as a shock to some folks, but you're smashing them both. I'm smashing Austin Eckler all day, every day. I'm running out Isaiah Pacheco, running out Keenan Allen. I ain't trying to get cute and starting Josh Palmer, Quentin Johnson, anybody like that. I don't want none of those Kansas City wide receivers. If Look, if you you held me down and you forced me to start one of them, it would be Rasheed Rice, but I'd be really pissed off that you made me do it. Um, On the tight end side, though, that's where that good good is in Kansas City. We got Travis Kelsey, all world. You're starting him every single week because he's going to flex on him. And speaking of flexing on him, we have our boy Joshua Bandy at fourth and flex, but I guarantee you he's going to tell you that in this next video. Here are Bandy's flex starts of the week. Welcome back to Bandy's flex starts of the week. Hello. Welcome back, my people, and welcome back to a Bi-Mageddon special edition of Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. I got a couple guys for you to help you out. Let's get to the first guy. I've got Tyler Higby. That's right. Not a lot of tight ends have made this list to... uh, the last year or so, but Tyler Higby is a guy that can help you. The Rams offense has been doing their thing. Throw Tyler Higby in the flex spot this week. Moving on to the next guy on my list. It's Christian Watson. Coming back from injury, had kind of a slow start. This guy's going to get a touchdown for your team. Throw Christian Watson in the flex spot. My people. 
moving on to my next guy, a running back hanging out over in Tampa Bay. It's your boy, Rashad White. Yeah, that running running game for the Bucks hasn't been spectacular, but with all the buys going on, I'm pretty sure Rashad White can help you out. So Rashad White in the flex spot this week. Guys, for more great hot takes and fantasy football advice, check out your boys over on the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. L-F-G. Thank you. I've been working on. Always love hearing from my boy Joshua Bandy. Me and me and that fella go way back. Although, just judging by that background, it looks like he was at work and it looks like the truck was there. So my guess is while Bandy was out recording that video, Trey's ass was in, in, in the, the shop putting up trucks. So get in there and help your boy out, Joshua <laughs> Bandy. Uh, anyway, also cricket, probably the only other Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans I know. So if you guys haven't met, you probably should at some point. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, let's move on to it. Getting back into it. Cricket. Uh, we got the Packers at the Broncos green Bay, number nine against fantasy quarterbacks, number 27 against fantasy running backs, number nine against fantasy wide receivers and number 14th against the tight ends. The Broncos are the worst football team in the world right now against fantasy quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends, but they're only the 13th worst at uh, the fantasy wide receivers. So who do you like? Who do you not like? Who are you trotting out there, Cricket? Man, you said you gave yourself all the bad games, man. You gave me some fantasy hell holes in these things right here. The Broncos off of their worst. Yeah, it's just rough, man. They're off of their worst six-game start since 1994. Don't look to be getting any better, man. Russell Wilson at 95 yards passing, two picks, only one touchdown last week. They've been beat by double digits two weeks in a row. The only game they won this year, they had to come back against those hapless Chicago Bears, man, from three touchdowns down. I don't trust anybody in a Broncos uniform, not in the running backs, not Javante Williams, not Samaji Piran, not Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh, receivers, if you're really struggling, I mean, maybe you can take a flyer on Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton right there. I don't know what you're doing if you trust Russell Wilson to do anything. Green Bay on the other side, Jordan Love could maybe do something for you. He's done all right, but he hasn't done any earth-changing things for you. Aaron Jones may be back in this game. I don't trust A.J. Dillon to carry my groceries in from the car. Luke Musgrave still hurt, still banged up, I believe, right there, but he's still young in his career. Man, I think he's going to be a tight end in the future. Maybe Dynasty Leagues take a little flyer on him, hang on to him for a little bit. Christian Watson coming back, Romeo Dobbs. But you're 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 gambling, man. You're gambling in this game, playing any of these guys once again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, boy, Matt Ridge coming in saying hello, Matt Ridge. Thanks for watching, my man. You look like a new face around this place. So do me a favor and smash that subscribe button for us. He does have a question. Dynasty, twelve teams, four and two, one QB, two running back, two wide receiver, four flex. Kamara, Brees, Amon Ra, Olave, Godwin, Judy, JSN, Jane Palmer. Would you trade Judy in a 2024 second third for Keenan Allen? I would trade more than that for Keenan Allen. Personally, what do you guys think? Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm definitely okay with that. Looking at some of the other stuff you got right there, the second and third round pick, I don't know. I don't really like giving away a lot of draft capital in those spots, but I think you're okay right there. With the season Keenan Allen's having, as long as he's going to stay healthy and stay on the field, man, that guy, especially with the way that, 
Alave is playing right now. Just not looking great in that offense. I think Ken Ellen give you another big time wide receiver number one. So yeah, I think you make that trade in good confidence. David. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so for me, I'll, I'll also say judging by this roster, I don't know what you got at quarterback, obviously, but Man, I, I would imagine, you know, you're four and two. You got to be right in contention. You get Keenan Allen, you got a real good chance for yeah. that to be number, you know, 11 or 12 in the second round. I like it a lot. Um, and I don't feel like you're really like if you had to give like JSN back, I probably wouldn't do it. Right. But you still yeah. got those young studs that, you know, can emerge later on. So I love that. Uh, smash that trade, Matt, and smash that subscribe button. Okay. We got one uh, more for Mr. David. You get the game of the week. We get, you know, the Commissioner Cooper versus the Miss Mary Jane matchup of 2023 we have those sorry no good stinky smelly philadelphia eagles um against america's team the miami dolphins the dolphins number 26 against fantasy quarterbacks number 17th against running backs 19th against wide receivers 20th against tight ends the Eagles, number 28 against fantasy quarterbacks, number three against fantasy running backs, 28th against wide receivers, 21st against tight ends. David, tell me how you like everybody in this matchup. I mean, how can you not? Uh, Tua and Hurts are automatic stars. I said at the beginning of the year that as long as Tua was healthy, play him. Period. End story. They're not, you don't even need to think about it. You put in Tua. Uh, and you put in his weapons. The, the, that offense is unstoppable when Tua is there, even against the Bills when they didn't do that well. Fantasy-wise, they still put up enough things, to, you know, enough points to make it uh, where they were still better than most teams, or at least, you know, the Steelers. Um, wow, that hurt to say physically. <laughs> Good. Uh, even most are, you know, the Eagles are number three against the run. I don't care. Most has been showing out – Looking like, you know, other than CMC, possibly the best running back in the league, although that might just be scheme because uh, A-Chain or whatever the hell his name is, he, he looked great too. I'm playing everybody from the Dolphins. I'm playing everybody from the Eagles. If you have a fantasy guy here, stick him in. Even even third, or, you know, the third wide receivers for each team. Put him in this week. I mean, if you're, you're this is one of those weeks. Dean is only in three leagues, right? She was in four. She, one of them was a... Uh, uh, guillotine league that she got knocked out of in week one because Joe Burrow and he I'm still in it. So am I. Uh, but all three of her other leagues, if unless we went to the waiver wire, she had forced starts, she had zero options this week between buys and injuries. Everybody that was on her roster had to be played. So, so, so so I just want to throw this out there. You, you talked about Raheem, the American dream, Mostert, and and you're right. It might just be the system because if you look at the the top five fantasy running back standard right now, you got Raheem Mostert at RB two, and you have Devin a chain at uh, RB five, right? And you got Kyron Williams at RB three. Just how we drew it up, folks. Um, but here's what I'm gonna say. Imagine if a chain wasn't a thing like Mostert has been absolutely fucking unreal. I excuse the language, but I, I honestly don't think I've ever been as impressed by one fantasy running back in, in the entire time I've been doing this. And, and I've said it a couple times on the shows over the past few weeks. It's like, 
every week I look at my phone. Oh, there goes Mostert with a 72-yard rushing touchdown. There goes Mostert with a 64-yard rushing touchdown. It's just like week after week after week. You can't stop this guy. You can't touch him. Look, if there's a running back that I can play for the Miami Dolphins, I'm starting him because Raheem goes in, he eats for two quarters, and then they put in whoever's next, and he eats for the other two. Like, it is a fantasy bonanza in Miami, and I hope they tear those Eagles to shreds. Uh, Matt Rich wanted to say appreciate it, and Matt Rich, we appreciate you. Hope to see you Sunday morning waking up with TSS Fantasy at 8 a.m. Eastern, yeah, Eastern time. Hey, All man. I know is this early. I don't even get up for work that early. Um, you talk about Raheem, man, in my dynasty league. I, I inherited, I took this dynasty league about four or five years in this year, and I got Raheem for seven bucks, man. Seven bucks in that league. And he is he has made me a contender in the first year. I thought I was rebuilding, man. I thought I donated that 50 this year, but I, Raheem has made me a contender, man. That's the best seven bucks my boy Cricket's what done ever spent. <laughs> ever spent. <laughs> All right, last matchup of the week. We have those 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. San Francisco, number three against fantasy quarterbacks, number 11 against fantasy running backs, 10 against wide receivers, number four against fantasy tight ends. Minnesota Vikings, number 13 against fantasy quarterbacks, number 20 against fantasy running backs, number 14 against wide receivers, and number 26 against fantasy tight ends. Uh, in this matchup, I think uh, you're you're dialing back up all of your uh, 49ers. Um, I, I know it was rough last week, but listen, this Minnesota Vikings defense is not those Cleveland Browns. So I'm starting Purdy with confidence. I have him as a QB1 this week, and I have Kirk Cousins as a QB1 every single week. Even if this is a pretty tough matchup with him and without Justin Jefferson, I'm still probably trotting him out because I probably don't have um, somebody on my roster better. Uh, I don't know if we've gotten an update on Christian McCaffrey. If we do, you start him. Um, yeah, or if he plays, you start him. Uh, Justin, uh, fantasy Jesus Herrera is telling everybody if he doesn't go and Jordan Mason does that is your Huckleberry. It is not Elijah Mitchell. Um, and Alexander Madison, I would rather start whoever is playing for the 49ers over him. Um, Cam Akers, if you still have him, I don't know why. Brandon Ayuk, dialing him up, especially if Debo Samuel doesn't play. If Debo Samuel plays, I'm dialing them both up. I am dialing up Jordan Addison once again. I think he's the only show in town. I get it. KJ Osborne is there. He's had plenty of chances. He's never done anything with them. I just can't see starting him any longer. Um, I do think you start George Kittle, um, but don't be surprised if he gives you like 2.1 points in this game. He obviously had the big breakout game against Dallas. The rest of the season, he's been a glorified blocker, if we're being honest, but you got to start him every week, and you also got to start TJ Hawkinson. And so, like I said, to start the show, boys, it, it's Friday night. It's feeling all right. And we're all about some fantasy around here. So let's uh, get this show closed with Nikki's Friday night fantasies. Yes, David. You're missing one person from there. You said start Mason if uh, CMC is out. I got one for Debo if Debo's out as well. Start okay. Ronnie Bell. 
Ronnie oh, Bell. Okay. Raging Ronnie Bell. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, so let's get back to it with Nikki's Friday Night Fantasies. What's up, everybody? It's Nikki from the Blonde Blitz. And here are my week seven starts. You love someone. You say it. You say it right then, out loud. This week, I am infatuated with Brock Purdy. Aww. I know why people are so great. But it's all about matchups and fantasy football. And he's getting a Minnesota Vikings team that's allowed over 19 fantasy points to opposing QBs since week two. You can't hurt me. Wesley and I are joined by the bonds of love. Got a big crush on Aaron Jones. I know that's an easy start this week, but that's because the Broncos are incredibly generous when it comes to opposing running backs. I'm very discreet, but I'll haunt your dreams. However, my heart belongs to Amari Cooper. He was targeted eight times last week, caught four passes for 108 yards, and has scored over 14.8 fantasy points in three of his last four games. But you know what I love most about Amari Cooper? He's got some big play energy. There's nothing more I love than a guy who can give off some big energy. Pretty face, no waste in a big always hat. That's it for week seven, everybody. Make sure these guys are in your lineup because they're certainly in mine. Good luck, and I will see you in week eight. No, I don't think I will kiss you. Although you need kissing badly. Big energy from Nikki. Uh, real quick, we got a parting shot before I get you boys out of here. Colt Martin, David showing his homerism for Bell. Where did he go to college again, David? <laughs> Michigan, baby. Michigan, the number one team in the country, according to me at least, because the Longhorns surely are not it. So, boys, again, thank you for uh, showing up and showing out for me tonight. Couldn't have done it without you. Hope you had fun. I'm going to get you both out of here. David, I'm going to start with you. Tell these fine folks where they can find all of your great content and breaks. Uh, so, yeah, Facebook, Genesis, uh Card breaks and on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it these days at Genesis underscore fantasy. Perfect. Perfect. Mr. Cricket pleasure as always, my man, tell these fine folks where they can get all of your betting and fantasy advice. You can find me on Twitter at, at cricket1414. And for the best value in sports handicapping, come check us out over at sportspicks.locals.com. We have the great Robert Barnes making his official picks. He's been crushed it the last few weeks, folks. Come get in there and check us out. The best value in sports handicapping, sportspicks.locals.com, where we turn the odds in your favor. God, I love that tagline every single time. And they both forgot to mention, check them right after TSS wake up on Sunday, they're going to help you wake and rake. Make sure you check that out here on the fantasy sports corporation. Listen, if you made it this far into the video and you haven't subscribed already, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but do me a favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We'll be back Sunday. Can't wait to see you for week seven and we are out.